college basketball tournaments are back, and so are brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. This is the Packers Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary and Packers Wire editor, Zach Cruz. You love Aaron Jones. You don't want him to leave. You don't want to give him a long-term contract. If only there was a means this time of year by which you could retain players without giving them the long-term deal. Why did they not tag Aaron Jones? Why did they? It doesn't it seem like the classic candidate to be tagged. And here's when I get very frustrated. The Green Bay Packers as an organization have not used the franchise tag in 10 years. The name, Ryan Pickett. Ryan Pickett, a defensive tackle, was the last time they tagged someone. When they last used the franchise tag, like, people were doing the cinnamon challenge. It was Grumpy Cat on Facebook. That's how long it is. And Goodkunst comes out, and he's like, it's a very useful tool. Well, then use it. My question would be to the Packers, if not now, when? Aaron Jones is a knight in shining armor to be franchise tagged. I know he doesn't want it for him. He's on the team next year. You make a Super Bowl run. You don't have to run into all that stuff about oh, running backs and long-term contracts. I do think they will miss him badly on the field. I don't think A.J. Dillon is Aaron Jones. I think he's good, but he ain't Aaron Jones. I don't understand if I'm a Packers fan this morning. Why didn't we tag him? Unless they're working something out, but I have my doubts. <laughs> Well, there's Kyle Brandt on the Good Morning Football program, Zach. I saw that, and I just I had to clip that thing for the show because I think Kyle's hitting on a point that a lot of Packers fans are feeling right now. I know, as he said, the Packers never, ever use the franchise tag, but I think most of us were kind of secretly hoping that they would this time. I don't think it would have been a huge number. $8 million for Aaron Jones for one year seems, seems like a decent little price there for a player like that, a, a Pro Bowl player. A player who, as you wrote, the Packers have developed into, you know, one of the premier running backs in the league. And now with them not using the franchise tag on him and being over the cap, and we'll get to that. Now it's a little murky. Like, are they going to be able to retain Jones? Maybe they'll get in there and fight for him. But that's really up in the air right now. What do you think about that decision? The Packers declining the franchise tag on Aaron Jones. Yeah, first of all, that that's a great clip from Kyle. I mean, he, he did. He he had some some good points there. He I, nailed it. Yeah, he did. I, I, yeah, there there was a lot of a lot of good reasons to use the tag on Aaron Jones. You know, much cheaper for running backs this year. He's obviously a great player. I just yeah, I just think they couldn't couldn't justify with themselves spending you know a little over eight million on a running back in their current cap situation. And you know, it, it really is a tough deal because you don't want to lose such a productive and talented player, an important player for that offense, you know, especially before you can even get him a second contract. And especially when, like you said, you draft a guy in the fifth round and he ends up being a star. So uh, obviously paying running backs is risky. You know, the one-year franchise tag would have alleviated some of that. But, you know, they're in a tough spot with the cap. So I, like I said last week, I, I'm, I'm not surprised he didn't get tagged. You know, they prepared for this situation. You know, more than likely, they're going to turn to AJ Dillon next year. He he isn't Aaron Jones, but he's he. They think he's a, a starting level running back, and you know, I think they'll add some pieces around Dillon. And then, you know, I think they're going to let probably Aaron Jones go find a big deal and you know free agency with a bunch of guaranteed money involved. Yeah, I do like AJ Dillon. I thought he showed some things, and you're right. You kind of predicted this, Zach. I could tell talking to you last week that you thought this is the way it was going to go. 
So now I guess the question is, can the Packers get in there and work something out with Jones and get him on a longer-term deal without the franchise tag that keeps him in Green Bay and gets him his money? Now, one point you made in an article on Packers Wire that I think everyone should check out. All Packers fans have to check out Zach's article on Aaron Jones because you really cover all the bases. It was really well done. And one, one key point is his agent is Drew Rosenhaus. I don't know how much of a discount the Packers are going to get uh, if he's got a market. So we're going to have to see. But like you said, he's grown up with the Packers. He's turned himself into a key player. I mean, his contract was four years, 2.6 million, 200K guaranteed, average annual salary of around 650K by NFL standards. You know, it was a modest rookie contract, right, as a, as a later round draft pick. You have to believe Aaron Jones is looking to make some money, Zach. And you're yeah. talking about the, the Packers cap position. I, I guess my wonder is, are they going to get in there and fight for him now in free agency? Or are we moving on from this player? Yeah, there, there's some precedents here. They, I think, uh, what was it, 2014 maybe, they had Sam Shields. And they, they really debated giving him the uh, franchise tag. They passed on it. And then just a couple of days later, they actually came to a, a long-term deal with him. I think this situation is a little bit different, but... I, I do think they're going to keep trying to find some middle ground over the next few days. I, I think it's pretty obvious just based on all the reporting around, you know, some of the offers they've given him that they'd like to have him back. But you know, I still really doubt a deal gets done. The tag option, it really felt like a deadline of sorts to me. I mean, you look at it now, you know, they had this great option where they could have kept him for a year. And, you know, now Jones has all the leverage going into this, you know, the, the negotiation window. So I, I think he'd be crazy if, you know, he didn't at least see what the market has to offer him. And I think, you know, considering he turned down some pretty decent offers from the Packers during the year, I think he knows that he's he's going to have some really good offers from other teams. And you know, I'm sure Drew Rosenhaus knows that well, too. So, you know, the, the guaranteed money was, was always going to be the snag between Jones and the Packers. You know, the Packers really weren't interested in, you know, ponying up there. And I, I really think, you know, he's going to find a, a bunch of guaranteed, definitely, definitely more guaranteed money with a different team in free agency than he's going to get from the Packers. So that's my that's my guess that he's he's still going to be gone when this all plays out. You kind of said this right off the top, and you wrote about this. The Packers have been preparing now. AJ Dillon, mm-hmm. they drafted in the second round last year. We've known he was kind of a contingency plan, and also, as you wrote in your article, well. The Packers could probably net a third or fourth round comp pick in 2022 if uh, Jones leaves via free agency, right? So you pick a guy in the fifth round, get a comp pick back in the third round. That's pretty good. You know, you can't really fault the Packers for that. That's actually managing an asset pretty well, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I think that that definitely plays a part of it. You know, came in as a fifth rounder. They they got four really good years out of him. You know, he turned into a Pro Bowl player for him. You know, you, you can't expect much more out of a fifth-round pick. And now, you know, he, he plays a, a position that isn't a premium position. They're probably going to let him go. And, you know, they're they're not going to get anything for him right away, but they will get a, a pretty good draft pick if he signs a big deal uh, through a compensatory pick. So that always plays into, plays into the Packers' thinking, I think. So now I want to know, Zach, how you feel about A.J. Dillon. I want to know how you really feel. Yeah. Uh, you know, so what do you think? Would you rather roll with AJ Dillon as your starter? He's the guy, or would you rather the Packers go look at maybe a Chris Carson, maybe a Leonard Fournette, one of these veteran guys that could be out there that maybe they could pay a little bit less than Aaron Jones is going to command on the market? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Would you rather the veteran guy with AJ Dillon kind of mixed in, or do you think you're re- you're ready to hand the reins to Dillon to be the guy? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think. 
you know, they're definitely going to go into next year with Dylan playing a leading role, I think. And, you know, I, I don't know about Chris Carson and how much he will cost maybe in free agency, but I do think maybe a mid-round pick at running back makes a lot of sense with Dylan. I think, you know, every year I think you can you can find teams that, you know, they, they discover really solid veteran backs that they pay cheap money. I mean, if you look hard enough, you can find them, especially in this market this year. So I think the Packers could convince one of those, you know, veteran guys to come play with Aaron Rodgers on a cheap deal for a year. And then, you know, also good teams draft useful running backs in the middle rounds every year. So, you know, Aaron Jones, perfect example. Jamal Williams, another example. So I think that's the path I would take. I don't, like I said, I don't know what Chris Carson is going to cost, but I'd rather probably not spend big on a running back if they're not going to pay Jones. So I think, you know, roll with Dylan as your lead guy and then, you know, get a couple cheap pieces, whether it's a, a veteran in free agency. And they, they definitely should draft one of the middle rounds again because they've been good at, at finding running back town in the middle rounds. Yeah, my guess is if Jones is getting north of $10 million a year, I would guess Chris Carson gets around seven, something like that. So it's not yeah. going to be far off. And it's probably not in the cards, right? But I think I've asked you this question in the past, Zach. I, I think you're one of the – I don't want to say running backs don't matter, but you're not a <laughs> you're not an unload – and pay the running back kind of guy, right? You you kind of subscribe to that theory that you don't do that unless it's a unicorn, right? Unless it's yeah. Saquon Barkley, unless it's Derrick Henry, we're not paying the running back. We're not going to extend ourselves at that position. Yeah, there's just so much history of, you know, teams paying big money to running backs and it implodes on them. So, yeah, I, I saw myself fighting that that theory very hard here with Aaron Jones because I do think, you know, he's such a dynamic player and they They've done a great job protecting him against, you know, overworking him. And you know, I think he's got a lot of tread left on the tires. But, yeah, I'm, I, I think there's just too much risk when you, you start getting up there in the top running back salaries. I, I'm definitely in the, the team uh, don't pay running backs group. Well, Zach hinted that the Packers might be in a sticky cap situation. We actually learned the number. It's $182.5 million, so... Definitely, it's just, this is just such a different kind of season. So much lower than we're used to, and teams are feeling it. The Packers are going to have to uh, make some maneuvers. Zach's going to tell us exactly what they should do, and we'll do that coming up next. All right, Zach, so as we were saying there before the break, the Packers, almost $9.5 million over the cap now entering free agency, so they're going to have to clear some money to sign their draft picks and go out there and compete for guys in free agency and, and fill yeah. some fill some gaps that they have, right? I know you've been covering this over the last few days on Packers Wire. What do you think is the first step? I mean, before they're out there fighting for free agents, they have to, they're going to have to restructure some guys. They're going to have to release some yeah. guys, maybe trade a guy or two, right? So what do you see coming here over the next couple of days as we get ready to have all these free, the free agent breaking news coming like as soon as Monday. Yeah, the Packers definitely have some options here. They can, you know, like you said, they can restructure some deals. You look at Aaron Rodgers and Zadarius Smith, you know, both those guys make some sense for restructures. They could free up a lot of caps by redoing uh, those two deals. Uh, they can get an extension done with Devontae Adams. That would definitely help. He's got a big cap number uh, this coming year. And, you know, he's going to need a long-term deal. Um Cutting Preston Smith, that saves $8 million right away. Cutting Dean Lowry saves another $3.5 million. So, yeah, you look at it, they are in a tough spot. You know, definitely not the spot they want to be in right now, but they got a bunch of ways for clearing enough cap space to get under by Wednesday, next Wednesday. You know, I, I do think they, they want to avoid pushing a bunch of money to future years just because, you know, you look at their cap situation coming years, it's, it's definitely not any better even in 2022. So, 
Um, I, I do think they want to do more short-term moves. I, there, you know, there's some risk, you know, pushing money ahead, especially with a guy like Rogers. If, if there's any thought of transitioning to Jordan love, um, you, you gotta be careful with how you manage his money in, in future years. So I, I do think, you know, they have a bunch of options. Let's just say that they're, they're 10 million over, but they're in pretty good shape. If, you know, they have two or three moves that, that can get them into pretty good shape here. I got to tell you, Zach, hearing you talk about the transition from Rogers to love scares the crap <laughs> out of me. Every time you, yeah. now that we're getting closer to the season and we're in the new league year, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for the yeah. Jordan love era. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I only, I only bring it up because, you know, restructuring Rogers deal would, would be such an easy way for them to, you know, free up a bunch of cap space. He, you know, he's got like 20 million and um, a roster bonus and base salary that they could, you know, prorate over the next four years and save a bunch of cap space, but they haven't done it yet. And it's what we're, we're taping this on March 10th and they haven't done it yet. So that tells me there is a little bit of maybe hesitation there that they're, they just want to keep the window open just, just enough that if things go haywire, they somehow have a superstar in Jordan Love that they can transition at some point. Yeah. I, I saw a report that didn't they go to Rogers like early in the year, like January, like they've gone yeah. to him already and talked to him about it. But yeah, you're right. Uh, I think you wrote that they could free up like 13 million just by restructuring yep. Rogers deal for this season. But yep. It hasn't been done yet. Yeah, and it just like I said, it just seems like such an easy way for them to, you know, get under the cap and set themselves up to be, you know, more active in free agency. It, it would have made tagging Aaron Jones a lot more reasonable. So, you know, I, I think they had this this great option for clearing up space and they didn't use it before this major decision they had to make on Aaron Jones. So it it's a little confusing. I I think they're a little hesitant to to push too much of his money into the future. You talked about releasing Preston Smith, possibly. Mm -hmm. I saw a report that maybe they were at least listening to trades on Preston Smith. Do you think that's a a realistic option? And who else might be on the trade block? Yeah, I I mean, obviously getting some some value back for him would be ideal for the Packers. I I really don't think it's likely, actually. I I think it's going to be hard to find a team to take on his deal. He's due, I think, $12 million total this year. So not not too much, but he had such a bad year last year that's going to, I think be hard to convince a team to give up, you know, draft capital and take on that contract, you know, especially with so many teams hurting for cap space. So I just don't see it. Also the Packers want to use, you know, getting rid of Preston Smith to get under the cap before the new league year, you know, trading him wouldn't do it because trades don't finalize until the start of the new league year, not before. So it it could help later on if they can get under the cap before Wednesday, but it it won't help before. So more than likely they're going to, you know, just to get under the cap, they're going to probably have to do something with Preston Smith before Wednesday. So I think a trade seems unlikely to me, even if it's probably the best outcome. But I, I still think, you know, they're probably going to end up either doing a big restructure on his deal or just flat out releasing him. Zach, you identified some positions of need for the Packers. Obviously, we've been talking about wide receiver for you know, about six months now. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you've looked, but the wide receiver position now is is loaded. It's out of control. These names, there's a ton of names out there, and now we can add Manny Sanders to the list. Kenny Galladay's on the list. Uh, there's just a ton of guys. Corey Davis from Tennessee. I mean, there's just, uh, you know, there's just a ton of guys. That, I mean, the wide receiver pool is huge. Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, you can go down and down that list. There's going to be a lot of guys, so hopefully the Packers can go out there and, and get one or two of those guys, you would hope, but still 
how much can they invest in a second or third wide receiver behind Devontae Adams? I think that's an interesting question. Uh, you identified wide receiver, uh, tackle on the offensive side, the D-line, and corner, and you thought that if there was a position they were going to splash at and be aggressive, maybe corner, right, over wide receiver, yeah. maybe over even tackle and D-line. Maybe they can look to find more. Maybe they can go down the list at wide receiver, and maybe they could try to find yeah. more of a bargain type of deal at those other positions. But you think maybe corner is the is the one to watch? Yeah, I think cornerback looks like the most likely position if they're they're going to target anybody in free agency. I, I do think that's going to be you know a flooded position. You you look at all these cuts coming in, and you know there's a lot of veteran corners that are being added to the market, and there's already a, a bunch of guys that are going to be unrestricted free agents. So I think you know teams are going to going to be able to find some bargains there if they look hard enough. And you know it, it's a big need for the Packers. I think you know they they're probably not going to bring back Kenny King or Kevin King. Um, Shannon Sullivan's a free agent, so they they definitely need at least one starting caliber cornerback there. And you know, at the very least, they need a guy who can you know come in help bridge the gap. They're, you know, they're probably going to use a draft pick or two at some point. You know, to restock this position, but you know, if they could get a veteran there to to help bridge the gap, I think that would be good. And you know, I like you said, I, I think there there will be some some bargains to be had along the offensive line, and the Packers definitely need to rebuild some depth there after you know. They got some injuries going into next year. They're probably going to, you know, they're going to lose Corey Lindsley most likely in free agency. They already cut Rick Wagner. So I do think that's a position that they could look at. And, you know, we have been talking about receiver for so long. It feels like <laughs> I, I actually don't think it's going to be super likely in free agency. You know, they just, they just got Devin Funches to take a, a pretty big pay cut. So he's going to be in training camp and, you know, they're going to return their top four receivers from last year. So, you know, I, I feel like they're they're going to feel good about that without adding a free agent. Maybe it's there's already too many guys there to add a free agent. I don't know. I just I think it's much more likely that they you know save their money in free agency and then you know my hope is that they draft one or two in April because you look at their depth chart for 2022 who they have under contract and it's nobody like they <laughs> they're going to need to build some some young cheap depth there. So I I don't know if free agency is the way they go at receiver. I think the draft is definitely where they need to invest that receiver. Well, I'm just kind of just looking at the list of free agents available at wide receiver right now. Yeah. I'm just hoping that Aaron Rodgers like blackmails or blackmails him or something. Well, says if you want me to take them, you got to get me some targets. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's, uh, exactly. And you know, he's he's probably going to lose Aaron Jones and probably Lindsay. So can't imagine yeah, he's maybe, a happy camper right now. Yeah, maybe getting him a, a receiver, a bargain receiver would uh, would help things there. Well, there's there's a lot to unpack, and, and this is such an interesting, crazy off season, obviously. And yep. I mean, I think next week when we're talking, it's we're gonna be right in the middle of it, man. Wednesday next yeah. week, like that's the first day of free agency. We're gonna hear about all the moves on what Monday and Tuesday when the tampering thing starts. We're, we're gonna start hearing yep. the uh, the reports of who's going where. I'm interested to see how much different the Packers roster looks <laughs> at this yeah. time next week. I think it's seven days time. It's going to be wild, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's, this has been a lot of fun already and seeing all the different names and, and how things are changing for every team. And, man, the Packers, there's there's a lot to unpack here. There's going to be a lot of moves. I think, yeah, in the next week we're going to learn a lot about whether the Packers are going maybe not all in this year but in this year or if yeah. they're, they're, they're maybe more worried about the future and they'll just kind of get by this year. So. You know, you look at all the moves they can make to clear up space. Like they could go semi all in here if they want, 
but I, you know, it's just not really in their nature. And like we, we were talking about the Rogers decision and well, that's going to be a tough one. So yeah, these, they're going to be, they're going to be very revealing for the Packers uh, plans here. Great stuff as always from Zach Cruz. I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week to break down all the moves. It's going to be a great time. We'll talk to you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.